Welcome to The Intentional Bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey and welcome to another episode of The Intentional Bride. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy, happy Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If this is your first time, The Intentional Bride is a space that nurtures your heart in God's love. It teaches you to be intentional in freedom, in love, and in empowerment. In Him, because that's what He's about. Today's episode is Stay in the Light. Stay in the Light. Today's society has a lot of distractions. And it's becoming increasingly difficult for a Christian to stay in the light and stay on the path that is of God. And even for those maybe who desire to be more serious with their salvation, or even for those who are like, I like the, the theology or I like what, what it is behind salvation, but maybe it's not for me, it's too restrictive, it's too this, this message is for you. Stay in the light. God is light. And First John says that God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. Today I had a revelation. And I thought to myself, I walked into a room and it was dark. And when I put on the light, there was no darkness. In an instant. In an instant. Is it? In an instant, there was no darkness. There was no darkness. There was not a conversation. It wasn't like the darkness rolled back really slow. No, it was as simple as the minute the light went on, darkness was destroyed. And I thought to myself, um, I think that the, the issue with us as children of God is we are his children. So we are children of light. Remember, there is no darkness in God at all. So there's no darkness in you because of Jesus Christ. You may struggle with issues, you may have issues, but at the end of the day, because of who Jesus is, there is no darkness in you. And the Bible says we are made righteous because of his son, Jesus Christ. But how many of us, you know, maybe when you're going through some things or you have a weakness or an issue or a situation that you're struggling with, decide that maybe... It's, it's really messed up for me, for instance, to keep repeating in this scene and being in his presence. Like, how am I going to go into God's presence when I know yesterday I was fully in the club drunk? Or how am I going to go into God's presence when, if I know yesterday I was sinning in whatever thing I was doing? And so it becomes habitual after time. I don't go into his presence because I feel like he wants nothing to do with me. And it's gotten to a point where he now sees me for who I am. So we back off. And so what happens when we back off God? We are no longer in his presence and we are no longer under the light. Yes, we are his child. It doesn't change. Our identity is anchored in him, but we forget who we are. So we sort of pull a prodigal son move and we run away. And we we go and we're in the filth. And we're out there, we're in the streets, we're messing up, we're filthy. And when we're in the dark, we are now fair game for the devil. And it becomes very, 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 very difficult for you to come back into your salvation. And there is where you will hear statements of, hey, I, was, I was a person for church, but it wasn't for me. Or I was really saved, but I gave up. It wasn't for me. And all these discouraging, discouraging comments. You know, the kind of comments that break God's heart. And then, you know, sometimes uh, you go to church or whatever and you try and go and you're like, okay, I haven't been to church in a year. Let me just go to church. That's the Sunday the pastor is really preaching about, you know, sin and, and the consequences being death. And you just feel like, you know what, this is a lost cause. But today I have some encouraging news for you. 
if this is you, God promises in Revelation 22.5 that those who dwell in the Lord forever will never need any other source of light because God himself will be your light. God knows that we are half-baked. He knows that we will always have weaknesses. He knows that we will always make mistakes. Ideally, we will always sin. But the point is for you to be aware and not repeatedly sin. But above all, the worst thing you can do is to run away from his presence, is to run away from being in his light. Because listen, as long as there is light around you, there is no darkness. Do your mess in the presence of God. Do your stuff in front of him because the chances of you staying in that compromised space is low as long as you continuously run into your father's arms. We all know the story of the prodigal son and the minute he saw his son approach him filthy in rags, in tatters, he ran towards him and he embraced him and he had a whole party for this son. You see what I'm saying? So this God, he never intended for you to run away. He never intended for you to leave his presence. He never intended for that to be the case. He wants you to spend time in his presence, irregardless of the space that you are in. James 1.17 promises that as at every good thing given and every perfect thing, gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow remember god is light god is perfect god is love but god realized that it is virtually impossible for human beings to live the perfect lawful life so he sent jesus he sent jesus to die on the cross to abolish that law so that now when we come into the presence of god in the name of jesus we start a fighting chance so when you go with your your issues and when you go with your weaknesses and when you go with your sin and your filth that is before him because the bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags before him the one who stands before the throne of god on your behalf is his son jesus and jesus is the one who turns and says have mercy on this soul the holy spirit is there to comfort the holy spirit is there to convict the holy spirit is there to guide so they take you into the presence of god and they're like listen have mercy on so and so they're going through some things they're going through a hard season that's why they're drinking so much they're going through this and that's why she's she's messing around this is the reason for this have mercy on her and the more that you go into the presence of God and his light hits you and penetrates every corner of your being, the more that that thing that holds you back diminishes and the more that God increases within you. And that is why it's so important. It's so important for you to stay in the light, especially, especially so when you are going through a difficult season or you are going through a hard season because that light will penetrate every corner of your soul and before long, the wax of, of darkness will no have no power over you. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I know firsthand that there's no way to spend time in God's presence and be the same. So why, why do you want to stay in the light? Why, why should we stay in the light? First and foremost, the light purifies. The light will purify you. The light will keep you at peace. Let me tell you, there's nothing bad like a mind that is not at peace. A while ago in my life, years, years ago, I went to a season where I wasn't in God. 
But I knew God loved me and my identity remained in him. And the mistake I made, I didn't stay in the light. It got to a point where I was like, you know what, God, I got this. I can do this alone. I don't need you. And one of the things that I can significantly say change in my life is I had no peace. Peace became a thing of the past. I was so tormented. My thoughts were filled with darkness. I used to have, I remember when I'd come from work, I was working night shift at the time and I'd be coming from work. And the minute that I would enter the bus from the, from the point of entry to the point of exit, I would be fully, fully, fully tormented with suicidal thoughts. Why don't you take your life? What is the point of you? Why are you even breathing? Why are you wasting space for people? Don't you think it would be happier? You'd be happier if you are not in the world. And now, let me tell you, I understand. I truly understand how people take their lives. I truly get it because the voice was relentless. It would walk with me. It would tell me all manner of dark things. But you know, if I had only stayed in the light, even if I was in my mistake, if I had only stayed in the light, I would have had peace. The light rehabilitation. You may not realize, but every time that you're in the light, you get some form of rehabilitation because it's not possible to be in God's presence and come out the same. It's not possible for the light of God to come on you and through you and for you to come out the same. It might be not be a significant thing, but it might be the next time you go to do that very thing, a voice speaks to you and says, you know what, this thing you're doing, you need to stop. And you begin to become aware that you need to change. And that's the first step of, of anything, really. So light rehabilitates. God's light rehabilitates. His light empowers you to fight your demons. Listen, every time you go into his presence and say, God, I'm overwhelmed. I cannot. I don't know what to do. Help me. And you stand on scripture. Help me. God is light. In him, there's no darkness. And if I am a child of light in me, there can be no darkness. Tell me what demon is going to survive. What issue is going to stand in your life? It will not stand in you because you are standing on a truth. You are standing on a weapon. You are standing on the word of God. The light Light fights for you, which is connected to the previous point, and the light holds you accountable. This is the best part I love. God is real with me. He knows when to tune me, and he also knows when he turns around and he says to me, listen, you've gone too far, you're doing too much, you need to stop. And he holds me accountable. And even if I struggle in that moment, maybe it's not even what I necessarily wanted to hear from him. I need that to be my accountability so that I know that God, in the end, is holding me accountable because what I'm doing is wrong. So the more he corrects and the more he admonishes, the more I sort myself out. And finally, the Lord guides you. The Lord will always be your guide. The Lord will give you instincts to increase. He'll give you instinct to change. He'll give you instinct to do better. So how, how do you stay in the light? Now that you know the benefits of the light, how do you stay in the light? Keep praying. Never stop, even if it's a sentence. Even if you wake up and you're like, I truly don't have anything to tell this God, just give thanks. God, I thank you. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Period. Amen. Get up and go with your go on with your day. If that's all you have to offer, just make sure you offer something, something that marks that you entered into his presence for even if it was two seconds. You said what you needed to say. Even if you walked in the corridors of the, th the throne of God and then you left, something, something. Because tomorrow you'll probably do more. 
Meditate on his goodness. Take time to be thankful and let that be your truth. Remember God loves you and he died for you. When I say meditate, take time to just sit back and say, God, you love me. You th- love me. You literally died for me. Like gas yourself up. You are the reason I am still alive. You are the reason I have not gone and sick. You are the reason I've survived sickness. You are the reason that I'm here today. You are the reason that honestly, I see the end of day. And when you meditate on that goodness, it'll bring your heart to a space of awareness that your father in heaven, your father in heaven loves you. He loves you because that's one of the lies from the enemy. That's one of his first lies. He really wants you to understand that you're not loved, but God loves you. The third thing you can do is worship him. We were all created to worship. God will always receive your worship. Put on some music, sing along, sing your Sunday school songs, whatever in the world you remember, worship him and remind him that it's all about him. Take it a day at a time. Challenge yourself to change. Give your weaknesses to God and ask him to have his way in your life. For me, I take it a day at a time. When I have a weakness, when I'm I'm challenged with something, I ask him to have his way. And I have repeatedly seen this God fight for me. Come in the middle of a situation and remove me by force. You know how you, like if you find your kid being naughty or throwing a tantrum in like the sand pit, you're not going to go over there and have a, a cute conversation. You're going to go over there and pull that child out by their ears, by their whatevers, whatever it will take, you will do it. And when you have this kind of relationship with God and you go to the place where you're like, okay, okay, I really want to change, but I'm unable to do so, God will pull you out with your ears it will be nasty. It will be nasty. But you know what? It will be beneficial to you. You'll just find that situation fall apart. That thing that you're fighting for it to survive, it will fall apart before your very eyes. And the end, in the end, you'll be careful to tell God, you know what? Thank you. The next point is, if it's defeated you, that's okay. Step out of the way. And that's connected with what I've just said. And let God fight for you. After all, the Bible does say that by battle, belongs to him and the last point is don't be too hard on yourself understand that god has purpose and will use that to his glory remember the bible says that my people die because of lack of knowledge they die because they don't know the battle with the devil is already won the devil is not a formidable foe against god and therefore he's not a formidable foe against you he may have you in some chains he may have you in some bondage But I promise you, you stay in this light. You stay in this presence and watch those chains fall. Because God is interested in your soul. He's interested in you actually making it to heaven. And this is what it's all about. I've said this over and over again. It's about heaven. It's about us being able to enter the pearly gates and live there for eternity. This thing we're doing here, this is temporary. This is fun times. This is a mirage but the the decisions we make here are what determine our happily ever 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 after and trust me hell wasn't created for you hell was created for demons and the devil but at the end of the day god is such a gentleman it's a choice it's a choice despite him creating you despite you him bringing you on this earth and putting purpose in you it is a choice for you to follow him stay in the light god is real the son of god is real jesus christ is the only way the truth and the life and nobody comes to the father except through him understand this live in this truth absorb this truth 
but never run away from his presence. I always say that the, I wish the prodigal son had literally taken his inheritance, put a fence, you know, taken like a quarter over there and done his badness around his father. Perhaps every day his father would come out and look at him for really, he'd have cut it out. Probably the daddy for one week and realize, I, you know what, let me just go home, let me stop. But because he was far, he did the most and landed on his face. How about had he done it in their backyard? You know, where he's even asking for food from the main house. I don't think he'd have, you know, he'd have been too, too ratchet. I think that a, a part of him would have caught himself and fully said, you know, this is not for me. And that's what I'm basically saying. Do it in the backyard. Do it in God's backyard. Do it in God's presence. Because as long as God is looking on you like this, I promise you, you will not go too far. But my fear is if you walk away from him and you go and do it in darkness and now you're fair game for darkness, you're game it, you're surrounded. You know what I mean? I, I worry that it can be too far. It'd be too far for you to actually come back into his presence. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you can make this space a home for your heart.